Welcome to Books and Beyond with your host, Alison. Join us for half an hour of information, entertainment, reading recommendations and beyond. Brought to you by Auckland Libraries. I know this girl and she works in a library, yeah. No my Heide my Kiara and welcome to our Books and Beyond summer reading special with Alison and Inika. Kiara Inika. Uh, kia ora Alison, happy new year to you. And happy new year to you as well. Let's bring on 2021 and hope for the best. Dive right in, eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> now look, on today's show we're going to talk about summer reading and everything that the library has to offer over these warmer months. And, boy, it's been pretty warm, hasn't it? <laughs> really warm. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, one of the things I really look forward to so much during the year is having that chance to relax and read over the, the summer break. Oh, so much. Me as well. I just hang out for um, January every year because it's generally my biggest reading month. Mm. When I'm on a good streak, I can do a, like a book a day as long as no oh. one interrupts me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's pretty bragging, that's, isn't it? That's shirking all responsibilities. <laughs> Yes, yes, oh, yeah. No, fair enough. You need <laughs> at least one month where you can right. just read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been reading up a storm already, but, um, and I really can't wait to find out what you've been reading as mm. well, because mm. we've just come back from a two week hiatus. Yes. Um, but before we get into it, I thought I would just take a few minutes um, to tell our listeners about our summer reading programs at Auckland Libraries. Um, this year's program is called Summer Reading Sorted and it started on January 5th and it's going to be running for a whole month until the 5th of February. Yeah, and you know, Summer Reading Sorted, it comes at at a great time because um, Christmas and New Year, it, it's all done and dusted and people... Um, can really get into some really deep relaxation and reflection during their reading and, and as you were saying at this time of year um, and it, you know if it's one of your new year's resolutions um, is to put aside more time to do reading and then to relax or, or break out of your literary bubble mm. which mm. I must admit I've been doing just recently mm. or even if it's to try something new um, it's doing something like this month long summer reading challenge it, it's the perfect way to sort of set up that habit for the year ahead isn't it? Yeah I mean that's what they say 30 days um, of doing it every day to establish a new habit right? Yeah they so, do. Yeah so we hope that we can help you with your, your reading habits this mm-hmm. year um, we've created two reading challenges um, the first one is the Fano challenge and that's um, designed to help families be able to enjoy, enjoy more reading together so um, you know parents and caregivers can read along with their kids they can choose their own books um, and but they can maybe read on a theme or they can um, try reading in different places around Auckland and just try and fit a bit more reading and relaxing time together um, always better together if you can swing it with reading particularly mm. for kids because that modeling is so important yeah yeah and we've also got one for adults and teens and that's called just for me um, both of the challenges are packed with lots of reading recommendations and heaps of ideas for ramping up your reading over the summer and you can also win some great prizes mm. for both of them so yeah um, it's a bit different this year we're, we're hosting both of the programs online and we have a whiz bang new digital platform called Beanstack 
and uh, that's where the challenges are sitting. Um, so you can join in wherever you are online, really. So at home or on the beach or when you're out and about or on holiday, um, you can log your time spent reading. You can have a go at completing some reading activities or you can submit reviews um, through that Beanstack um, platform. And as you hit your milestones um, set up in the challenge, you can earn Beanstack badges. Yeah, and those badges are really fun, aren't they? Yeah, um, they're, they're super cute. Yeah. Super cute. I think I've earned two already. Oh, good on you, Alison. It's only been going for two days. (laughs) (laughs) So, and for those summer reading sort of challenges, um, each of those badges that you earn will give you an entry into one of the grand prize draws for either of the challenges. Um, there's heaps of flexibility in there. So if you just want to just want to read hard, you can just log your reading time. But if you want to get some new ideas for reading, you can complete some activities or you can log a review or two. Um, or if you're really feeling it, you can go hard and go early and get them all knocked mm. off um, over that month. So whatever's going to work best for you and your family members. So if you've got big readers, they can go hard. If you've got readers who maybe a bit, maybe a bit of time and spread it out, they can just take it at their own pace. That's so good, isn't it? So can you tell us a bit more about Beanstack and um, what it is and and how it works, that kind of thing? Yeah, well, it's a new tool for um, Auckland Libraries, but it's actually been used by libraries all over the world, particularly in the last year because it's an online solution when um, so many services have been closed. Um, It's an online tool that will help you track your reading and you can also choose to take part in reading challenges that have been created by your own library or library system. Um, and you can opt in, if you like, to get reading recommendations straight in your inbox based on your interests, so your reading interests or what you're wanting to read this year, um, and also what's available in our own collection. So um, you can, it's available as an app, so you can download the, the Beanstack Tracker app from your app provider, whether it's um, iOS or Android, and you can also visit the Auckland Library's Beanstack website if you prefer to do it on a computer or a tablet. Um, so everything that you need to get stuck in is actually on our Auckland Library's website, so you'll find all the information you need there. Or you can also pop into your local library and um, staff there will be able to give you a hand to get stuck oh, in. Oh, good. Yeah, it's nice and quick to set up your account mm, mm. and you can add yourself as a reader and if you want to have a family account, you can add your family readers, so your kids or your partner or whoever, and then each reader can choose the challenge that suits them. It's so good, isn't it? And we've got some prizes, haven't we? Yes, we do. So um, both of our challenges are sponsored by Specsavers, who've been um, sponsors of previous reading challenges yeah. here at Auckland Libraries. They've been wonderfully generous. Um, this year they've donated five prize packs for each challenge. So we've got 10 to give away in total. And each of the prize pack will give you um, two free pairs of designer specs or sunnies or a mix and match. And you can choose what you like. And it also will give you an eye test to make sure you're getting the ones that you need for your prescription. Um, and in the Fano Challenge, we've got heaps of passes for um, family-friendly attractions to get your summer sorted over Auckland. So places like Snow Planet, Motat, Stardome and the Maritime Museum. And if you're joining in on the Just For Me um, challenge, which was for adults and teens, then you could also be in to win a Cobonia e-reader um, from Noel Leeming, oh. and you can use that with our e-book collection. Mm. And also you can win um, membership to the Auckland Art oh. Gallery and um, get into all those special exhibitions they have. So it's free. a real great range, a huge range of prizes, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, heaps yes. of book prizes as well. We've been had, had lots of wonderful partners and sponsors come join us, so we're really grateful to them for that. 
Yeah. Oh, no, we've done really well with it, haven't we? Hey, and um, what should people do if they're not able to be online at at home Uh, or out and about? Well, um, they can drop into any of our libraries. So all of our 55 libraries plus our mobile libraries have got um, free Wi-Fi and PCs that can be used um, to join in on the the competitions. Um, And we're also a local partner for Skinny Jump, which is run by the Spark Foundation. And Skinny Jump um, is a way that households without a broadband connection can get online for really cheap. So it starts at just $5 a month. Um, Staff at many of our libraries will be able to help you get set up with Skinny Jump. Um, They'll make sure that you're confident and getting online and getting started with that. Um, and if you want to find out a bit more about whether your library is um, is helping with that, then you can get in touch with us. You can either go on our website or you can call the Library Connect team on 377-0209 and that'll be 09 for Auckland. Yeah, oh good, because the Library Connect team, they're super friendly and helpful and they've got all that really good info. Yeah, that's so right. It's, it's worth giving them a buzz, isn't Give it? Give them a buzz first and check out, check it out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and as well, if you want to find you know, anything more about Summer Reading Sorted and get stuck into those challenges, they're available right now. So you can visit our Auckland Library's website and look for the Summer Reading Sorted promos on there. Or you can just ask your local librarians and they'll get you, get you all set up. Great, yeah. I must admit, I'm really enjoying using the Beanstack app. Um, I'm using it to track my reading. And because as you, you know me, Inika, and I like to make lists, I'm a bit of a list maker. <laughs> You've seen my that notebook of mine that yes, I carry around. well used. It's lines that I roll in it um, and annotations. I just love that. So I found, I'm, this is probably the wrong choice of words, but I'm really getting a lot of sat- satisfaction from Beanstack. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm just sort of thinking in advance of the book I'm going to discuss. <laughs> but um, what I love is the way it links to our catalogue and the way you can scan either the ISBN of the book you're reading yeah. or the is it all the barcode? Yeah, the barcode yeah. has the ISBN number, so you can yes. just scan the barcode on the back of the book to add your books. Yeah, yeah really handy. Or else you can just search for the, the title, and then it bring Beanstack um, gives you a really nice visual display, so you get the cover of the book. And yeah, it's just a really nice way of making a list, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The nice thing is as well, you can keep tracking your reading even when our challenges are finished. So yes. it's a tool you can use any time. Yeah, yeah, it's really great, isn't it? Yeah. Well, look, um, another thing we've got running is that um, our Top 100. So our annual Top 100 book list is back again. Awesome. Yay. Yay. And this year we've curated it to reflect the, the unique journey that we've all taken in 2020. Um, a lot, we're so pleased to see the back of 2020, <laughs> aren't we? But not its books. We still want to be reading its books. That's that's so true. So um, we, once again, we've got um, 10 categories of, of books and um, each category is it's a tempting list of 10 titles. Mm. So the first six categories, there are old favourites, um, fiction, non-fiction, kids, teens, and graphics for all ages and biography. So we've we've done that again. But we've got the four new categories this year. And it's largely because of what 2020 has been like. And so we've got <clears throat> the categories of diverse voices, books in translation, 2020 vision, mm. and best of the decade. So we'd like to think of our top 100 as being the the most talked about books um, of 2020. 
Yeah, that's right. There's heaps to discover in there. So if you find that you're looking at this and you're thinking, well, I haven't heard about it, then it's definitely time to get stuck in and find something new. I mean, the quality of writing that we saw um, being published in 2020 has just been Outstanding, absolutely outstanding, yeah. hasn't it? It's yeah, been so many incredible debut novels too. So, so many new authors to um, to explore. Yeah, and that's something that I found that um, I felt really probably the main reason I felt good about twenty twenty is that writing's in such good hands mm. when you see the the quality that's there. And um, but it it did make it a difficult job for us, didn't it? To, it was so hard to, to just find a hundred or to find to narrow down. Mm. I mean the um, the sort of whittle down to get a list of just 100 titles that's right and we had to make some really tough decisions about what to what to leave out and there was some we left out that i actually felt a bit bad about to be really honest but me too but um that's right there, there can be only 100 and you know there's definitely not the definitive list no of 2020. That's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah so for those we left out i'm really sorry yeah um, so the best place to find the top 100 this year, Alison? Yeah, so there's two ways of finding it. So we've got a, a downloadable, printable copy that sits on the website. It's easy to find. And then the 10 lists of 10 can be viewed on, on our website as well. So, And both of these you can find under the Summer Reading Sorted part of um, which is all on the front page of the website um or else just ask at, at your local library yeah but actually i should have said it's it falls under the just for me category that's right yeah it's mainly focused for, on adults and teens literature and um the handy thing about checking it on the website is that you can click through and request get yourself on the request list yes. for any of those books good point also yes. on overdrive that's right yes it? that's actually that's Great, yes. So the, um, everything, it's on Overdrive as well. Yeah. yeah, but your local library, they can help you locate these. Hey, so we're both um, making our way through the, the top 100 list. Such um, a pleasure, isn't it? Yes, it, it really is. And so I thought I might tell you a couple that I've uh, read just over the last couple of weeks. Fantastic. From the top 100 list. Now, the first one, I just lost my place. Oh, yeah. So the first one, um, <clears throat> which I loved, love, 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 is... Uh, called Weather by Jenny Offal. And um, this one's available in hard copy and on, on Overdrive. Um, so there's a couple of reasons that I really love this. Uh-huh. But it's about a librarian called Lizzie Benson. Nice. So, yeah, so that was one of the things that drew me to it. <laughs> so she's a, a librarian by day and kind of a unofficial shrink by night, oh. really. Because <laughs> for years um, she's been looking up after the emotional needs of her her mother, who's a God-fearing woman, and also her recovering addict brother. Um, but at the beginning of the book, both her mum and her brother have stabilised. So um, it's given Lizzie a bit more time to spend with her husband and her son. Mm-hmm. But this is short-lived because her old mentor, Sylvia comes back into her life and makes a bit of a proposal because Sylvia is um, a national expert on climate change mm. and she's got a really famous podcast. So she's... Oh, um, like this one. Yeah, like this one. Yeah, that's <laughs> really famous. And her podcast is called Hell in High Water, 
we probably should have called out something like that, shouldn't we? But anyway, we could always go back and change it. But so Sylvia, the podcaster, hires Lizzie, the librarian, to, to help with the podcast, but mainly to answer all the correspondence that she oh, receives. I can imagine what sort of correspondence she receives too. Yeah, because <laughs> like us, you know, just heaps of correspondence coming in from the so listeners. Much. So much. So much. Um, we're almost going to have to hire someone That's right. to help us, I think. <laughs> But so anyway, the mail that, that they get on this podcast is um, from the left wingers worried about climate change and then the um, the right wingers worried about the decline of Western civilization, <laughs> as you do. So um, librarians who podcast, huh? Sounds yeah. like a good fit. Yeah. yeah. So look, um, it's just a wonderful, wonderful book. It's funny. It's disturbing. It's kind of mad <laughs> as well. Um, but... Um, so there's, you know, there's everything, empathy, despair, you get all of this. The despair, particularly when the new president is elected, because sure. this is an American book. Um, and so she ends up sort of with this doomsday scenarios of all types popping up in the, the inbox. And so Lizzie's trying to hold it together. Um, but um, the only way she can sort of cope is really um, she uses everything she learnt as a librarian to, mm. to cope so the, the days and days of walking through the shelves and dealing with interesting customers and their concerns so it helps her with this sort of doomsday scenario that right. she's, she's facing it's beautifully crafted um, it's written with really elegant paragraphs mm. and it's like each paragraph is um, it's so humorous and insightful, but it's almost written like a short story. I just loved it. She sounds like an amazing talent. I haven't read her yet, and I really, really must. Oh, this. it's really yeah. something. But it just reminded me of um, why I love libraries and podcasts so much. Mm. So that's a that's huge wonderful. recommendation. <laughs> hey, shall I quickly just... I wanted to jump over to the next one, because yeah. this one is kind of been a pretty full-on experience for for me perhaps my demographic I I just don't know but anyway it's called um, A Lonely Girl is a Dangerous Thing and it's by the author Jessie Two and it's available in hard copy and as an e-book so now Jessie Two she's amazing she's this young young youngish Australian author Mm -hmm. she's the child of immigrants from Taiwan and this is her debut novel and it's the story of um, a young woman called Jenna Lin, who's a former child prodigy violinist, who has given up on her career, actually. She gave up her uh, violin career at the age of 15 when she has had this most terrible bout of stage fright. Mm. And, I mean, this sort of thing happens, doesn't it? So um, now she's spending... She's only 22 when the book starts, but she's toying with the idea of performing once again. When I say performing, I mean violin Mm -hmm. performance at this stage. (laughs) Sounds promising. Yeah, or does she settle for less than what she knows she's capable of? Now, Jenna actually uses sex as a way to deal with her feelings of failure, emptiness, that sort of thing. And she um, sabotages every relationship she has. So with men, with women, her music teachers, her mum. It's quite a complicated 
complex book. So as I said before, she's 22 when the book starts. And it's really interesting. She and her best friend are auditioning for permanent roles with the Sydney Symphony Orchestra. Okay. And we, but you get the sense of competition as, as well as camaraderie between these two best friends who are musicians. Mm. And I get the feeling that, well, I guess I know that music is a very competitive industry to be in. Absolutely. Unfortunately. Now, it does start off with a really amusing scene where she has a uh, liaison with a, another musician in the broom cupboard of a church where they're about to play at a memorial service for one of, for a, a well-known musician. So that is kind of really funny. Um, so it's got funny parts but it is it's kind of quite in your face yeah. too with the descriptions of of the things that that happen and that that she gets involved with but um she gets awarded an internship with the new york philharmonic mm. and she thinks that the life she's dreamed of is, is about to begin but then common theme trump gets elected and life in new york changes for the worse for her and her her own life changes as well so gee it's an interesting um interesting book um it's a coming of age story Mm -hmm. but you i don't get the feeling that there's going to be a great victory um, where she, you know, learns all the right lessons and rebuilds all of the bridges she's burned. Yeah. It's, it doesn't kind of follow that trope, I guess, of yeah. the coming of age um, story. I think the most significant transformation she's going to have, because I haven't quite finished it, but mm-hmm. is she's kind of re- is going to start rebuilding the relationship with her mother. Um and yet there's so much that's unresolved with this. It's so real. Um, I really just wanted to say a couple of funny things about her mum. Yeah. Because um, the family home has always been on the north shore of Sydney and that they've lived in an area that's very white, very wealthy, but very stifling for Jenna. So she moves to the inner city, as you do, as soon as she she's able to. Oh. And she lives with two artists. But her mother's biggest fear for her is that because she's moved into the inner suburbs, she's going to catch um, a very severe case of homosexuality. <laughs> so it is, it's sort of really funny. Um, but her mum, I can kind of relate to as well. She's bewildered. Um, she's mm. a, well, no, I can't, I don't know why I said that. But um, <laughs> she's an immigrant. She's trying to do the best for a child. Um, but she's also quite a pushy stage mum uh-huh. as well. And she just wants her daughter to have the best chance of success in life and to not become homosexual. <laughs> so, um, Not too much to ask. Yeah, not too much. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, look, it's very raw. It's honest. It's unflinching. Um, but I sort of think it's not necessarily the kind of book you'd want to share with your mum um, right. put it that way it is quite explicit um, and the scenes that not necessarily pleasant reading either um, I guess I found some of that challenging yeah to read. It's getting yeah. a bit more that way, isn't it? Um, yeah, yes. there's some pretty um, in-your-face writing happening right now. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And look, I think maybe it just is what it is. And yeah, and it's a reflection of um, the millennial lives too. 
And what we're also seeing is, uh, which I find interesting, you're really seeing this emergence of the unlikable woman, aren't you, in, in literature? Yes, that's right. We've sort of got more permission to be that person. Yes, <laughs> and so those women who are flawed, selfish, arrogant, self-centred and just plain badly behaved. <laughs> yeah, so I guess go for it. And this one, it's going to ignite great discussions about um, sex power, race, loneliness. But yeah. yeah, read it, read it. But yeah, you probably won't want to talk about it with your mum afterwards. Oh, so. I'll keep that in yeah, mind. Keep that, <laughs> keep that yeah. one for the um for the Friday night wines, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, speaking of mums, Alison, um, my um, one of my top one hundred reads over Christmas was um, a graphic novel, and it's called "Dancing at the Pity Party: A Dead Mom Graphic Memoir." Mm. So, mom, mum. Yep. Mm. And it's by Tyler Feeder, who's again a debut novelist. Um, and this one is comes from our top 10 graphic novels list. Um, it's aimed at teens, but actually anyone would really benefit from reading yeah. this one. Um, now, sadly with this book, the ending to the story is right there in the title. Um, Feeder's mother, Rhonda, tragically died um, at much too young age of 47 from a very aggressive um, form of breast cancer. Um, at the time, the author was just 19 and she was at her mm. first year of university. So um, this book is really her way of processing um, the, the death of her mother and the illness and also the impact that her mother has had on her life. Mm. Um, it's really honest and heartbreaking read, very, very personal and endearing. Um, she clearly loved her mum so much and she was really a, um, her mum was a major role model in her life. Mm-hmm. So we learn about her mum, what she was like before, her, her life and her parenting, and then we find out what her diagnosis, treatment, and her, um, her sadly very swift decline um, and death. Um, we are seeing it all through the eyes of her eldest daughter, who's, you know, right on the cusp of adulthood. Mm. And um, later on in the book, we find out what it's like to be that motherless daughter um, 10 years down the track. Um, I thought her her writing and also her, her, she's got these really quirky, poignant kind of drawings, um, and it adds just so much to the story. Um, there's this, I just sort of picked out a couple of examples, there's... Um, so she gets a real shock when she comes home for the holidays after a few months away. Um, in the meantime, her mum's been going through a, a intensive chemo treatment and she gets a massive shock when she says the, ma- the huge physical changes oh, in her mum yeah. after the treatment. And um, the way it's presented in the book is you've got Tyler standing there, you've got a, a side-by-side kind of illustrated and annotated um, comparison of like old mum and new mum. Mm. And then in the next frame, you've got, Tyler um, flat on the floor with an anvil on top of her like it's just hit her like a ton of bricks seeing her mum when she opens the door Um, now this book really hit home for me in a big way Um, I lost three amazing women in my life um, Mm. to breast cancer in 2020 which is very very sad Um, it's as I said intended for teens and young people Um, she basically wrote it to be the book that she wished that she'd had Um, but I'd recommend it to anyone who might be going through a similar situation or who just wants to learn a bit more about how you can better support others who might be in that situation Um, there's lots of laughter through the tears Um, she uses a lot of humour and lots of real blunt honesty to highlight all those sort of conflicting emotions that might arise when you're supporting someone who that you love through an illness or through a long illness or as they're dying and also through that grieving and healing Mm. process 
Yeah, in her own words, um, her death was the scariest thing that could ever happen, but I survived. I'm still here trying to turn the crap into something sweet, just like she would. Mm. It sounds amazing. I, I can't wait to read it. Yeah, it's a yeah. wonder, wonderful story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one I've been reading is called A Paragon by Colin McCann. I'm just going to do a real brief um, wrap-up of this one. It's a, a novel um, interwoven between fact and fiction based on a true story of two fathers, one Palestinian and one Israeli, who both of their daughters are killed in the conflict. Um, mm. And they actually build solidarity around this and begin advocating for resolution. Um, yeah, it's a book that is broken into a thousand and one sections um most of them a few pages long and there's lots of um blending of their story with historical records geographic information poetry philosophy it's a beautiful elliptical book that is a real reading experience yeah it sounds amazing and i'm wondering if we can come back to this and talk about it more at a, at a later date yeah because it, it sort of feels though today we just can't do it justice yeah no worries can Happy we to do that yes but um yeah, and you really love his writing, don't you? I do. It's really cinematic. Um, it's just beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Set aside a bit of time to read it. Yeah. Yes, because it is quite a long, long book. About 500 it? pages. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, let's come back to that one because I think we're running out of time. Which I can't believe where it's all gone. <laughs> so, look, um, so much more to discover. Um, thanks for tuning in today, and we're going to put all this material on our our blog too so um we'll we will come back to you with more of this so take care be kind to yourselves and this program was brought to you by auckland libraries find us online at aucklandlibraries.govt.nz and catch the program next sunday at 9 35 p.m on 104.6 fm or anytime online at planetaudio.org.nz slash books and beyond. Every day, every day, every day.